know, it's not really where I was going to start, but I'm going to name the elephant in the room. They show up at the house of Simon and Andrew, and Jesus heals Simon's mother-in-law so she can get up and serve them. Well, I mean, we don't have it because, you know, we're, we're draw I'm drawing that correlation. I'll let you all off call. But sort of like, really? Okay, we're, we're going to heal this woman because she's the one who bakes the cakes, you know? <laughs> um, there's so much if we want to stop and play around in these stories and imagine and wonder what the true household dynamics were like. And Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, is being, you know, rather circuitous Paul, as he often is, as he talks his way in circles around something. But he's talking about the knowledge, and that there's a certain amount of knowledge that followers of Jesus have. They know Christ in their lives. They know the story of Jesus. They know the teachings of Jesus. And this lifts them up and gives them knowledge about how to live their lives. But he says the knowledge puffs up and love builds up. And we know what it's like when somebody thinks they're totally right and they have the answer to life. You know, we don't tend to proselytize a lot in our tradition. However, we try to share that good news of Jesus with others in maybe a more tangible way. We're not ones who normally go around banging people over the heads with our Bibles saying, if you don't believe exactly what I believe, you're damned for all of eternity. Um, for one, I don't believe that at all. And B, it wouldn't be very loving. So Paul's telling us that, that knowledge could puff us up, but love, that's truly what builds up. And so we're called to love. We are called to, to lead in that way. And that means he's talking to people who are in communities where there are lots of different idols. There's the God of the rock and the God of the tree and, you know, the God of the sunrise and the God of everything. And people would bring to whatever little altar they made and sacrifice their animals at it and then take the meat away and uh, after it's burnt, uh, take the meat away and eat of that meat thinking that it's something holy. And Paul's point is not, it's not that something happens to that meat when it is burnt on that altar. We all know it's meat that's now cooked. Um, most of us call it barbecue. And so, you know, it's not what happens to the meat. It's what happens to people's hearts when they're following a way that might not lead them into into a deeper faith and into a goodness that's held together with God's love. And so he's saying not so it's not what they do. It's it, and it's not if you do the same thing that you believe that you're eating something sacrificed to an idol, to a God, because you know you're not. But instead to refrain from doing whatever that might cause
brother or sister to fall. He's not telling them you have to go make them believe exactly what you do. He's saying when you are with them, you need to build them up so that they can be made whole. This sense of healing and wholeness, and what does it truly mean in our lives? Now we know because we pray together all the time, we pray for healing constantly. And I am so thankful that so many people recover from illnesses and diseases that they have and come back into wholeness of health. And yet we know that's not always true. So we pray, pray for healing according to God's will. And we pray for wholeness because that's who God is. And so we come at this as we think about being out there, out there in the community and thinking about healing and wholeness and what it might mean. It's not just looking to make to get Simon's mother-in-law up so she can cook us dinner. Oh, that would be nice. We all miss home-cooked meals, I think, by other people right about now, you know? We've had enough of our own home cooking. We love a little bit of somebody else's home cooking. I'm all for resurrecting Simon Peter's uh, mother-in-law off her sickbed so that she can come and serve us. But what we're being called to do is to be part of that healing process. As followers of Jesus, we're to try to emulate Jesus. And so there he was, the whole town was gathered outside the store and he healed people like crazy and, and did all that. And then he went off on his own to pray, as Jesus does. And the disciples were like, well, let's go back and get that job finished. Jesus said, well, no, let's go on to the next town because we have more work to do. And so we don't know why some of the people were healed. And some of the people never got queued up in that lane. And Jesus and the disciples went on to the next town. So we don't quite know how this physical healing piece works. But we know that God has power. And we know that when our hearts are turned together for what is good and loving and right, that healing happens. And I've watched amazing healing happen on deathbeds. I've watched amazing healing happen with families as they've had to cross differences and come together to say goodbye. I see the healing that happens when people need to let go and forgive and learn to love with grace and mercy. That's wholeness. That's who God is. And so we're called not to 
be miracle healers, although I pray some of us are. I know some of you are out there working in hospitals and, and you know, first responders, and I pray miraculous healing upon you. But I also pray that we can be part of the healing process because we can make room to invite people into wholeness. So that no matter where we are on life's journey, we can be held in that place gently. That we can be loved no matter where we are in that moment. And that we can be lifted up. And when we help create that space for each other, and we help create that space for us here, and in this church body, here and there, but when we create that space for wholeness, that's when God can work through us. And so we need to be less demanding about how we want God to heal and ask for God's healing presence to be upon us. And then know that if we accept that invitation of God's presence upon us, we will come into a place of wholeness where we can be made well and our hearts can be healed no matter where we are on life's journey. May it be so for us all the days of our life.